learn the most advanced recruiting techniques. Land the most desirable talent. Launch your company towards massive success. This is the Higher Power Radio Show with Rick Gerard. So with the drastic changes in the current work environment, we are pivoting a bit from our hiring topics today and just talking a little bit more about the current landscape. So we're going to discuss how to transition your staff to a work from home force by conquering some of the IT issues. Today's quote, intelligence is the ability to adapt to change. Any idea who said that, Mr. Colin Mitchell? I believe that would be Stephen Hawking. Duh, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely spot on. I'm Rick Gerard and welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. We help entrepreneurs and hiring managers avoid costly hiring mistakes by identifying a specific problem and providing proven solutions to enable your companies to win the right hire. We share insights from top performing rebel entrepreneurs, disruptors, and industry experts like our guest today, Colin Mitchell. He is the CEO of Monster VoIP. Colin is a serial entrepreneur who's passionate about technology and his mindfulness practice. His first entrepreneurial project was with his wife in their apartment living room, which they bootstrapped together to a $5 million in revenue company in 26 months. Most recently, he's been working on Monster VoIP, a nationwide unified communications provider that gives enterprise features at an SMB price. Personally, Colin is an early riser, consistent meditator, and a swimming enthusiast. Colin runs a virtual organization, which is thriving, which is what makes him a perfect expert for today's topic. Colin, welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show today. Thanks so much for having me. I'm happy to have you. Man, one of these days I'll get the beginning of these shows right. Like I figured maybe after four years, we'll get it down. That was a little bit of a lengthy intro there for me, but <laughs> I'll take it. Today, we're going to discuss why it's important to pivot your workforce to work from home. And then we're going to talk about how to set up and improve productivity and security from an IT perspective. Sound like fun? Absolutely. All right. So let's cycle the most pressing issue right now, which is why pivot to a more remote workforce right now? Well, I think most of us don't really have an option. So we're kind of forced to maybe, you know, do something that we wouldn't do otherwise. So very true. So very true. I mean, like, it, it just makes sense. And I know that there's a lot of startups out there that really don't know how to do this. So let's walk them through how you guys did it and give a really good indication of how to do it. So let's run through the basics of what are needed right now. What do you need if you want to get your workforce working remotely? So we have, you know, we have almost 40 people on our team and we've been working remotely for many years now. So this wasn't much of a change for us. And there's things that we've picked up along the way that we found, you know, that are absolutely necessary. I think two of the biggest concerns are obviously productivity and security. Sure. And, you know, some of the basics that you'll need is number one is, you know, we really need to make sure that these remote workers have a strong internet connection because they're now going to be doing things you know, on their home network that they weren't before. And we want to make sure that the internet connection is going to be conducive for that. So what is a strong internet connection? So I think, you know, it really varies by provider. But if you had like 50 megs, I think that would be fine. And really, if you do have bandwidth restrictions, then it's going to be important to not do things like stream music while you're working, if it's slowing down your activities that you need to do to get your job done. I would imagine, though, as more and more people are going to be working from home, that we're going to have bandwidth issues. Yeah. And I think that ISPs are probably prepared for that. And I, I would expect that they're taking measures, knowing that people are going to be calling to improve their you know, current internet plan. 
an upgrade is probably a good idea. If, actually, well, if you're streaming, right? If you're if you're actually doing video conferencing and that other stuff, you need probably a higher bandwidth to avoid any issues. Yeah. So if you're using things like Zoom and you're streaming, and you know you're also in your CRM and you have your messaging apps and you're doing you know lots of things that are you know requiring bandwidth, then looking into upgrading might be important. I think that it would be nice if you know employers you know, offer some sort of stipend for those that do need to upgrade the internet. And, you know, it's really, you know, I've been watching the last, you know, couple of weeks now, how companies are starting to offer things that they weren't before, you know, to support this type of thing. So it'd really be nice if the internet providers really stepped up and, you know, offered to increase internet speed or give special discounts during this time, because it's really important that we all come together and, you know, help each other out. Yeah, most definitely. I think that would be awesome. Hey, you know what is really a cool side effect of this whole thing is I don't see a whole lot of job ads for like ping pong tables and foosball tables anymore. Like that's not really a big thing anymore. No, <laughs> I think that, well, even if those ads are running, I think that they're getting lost in the feeds by the message that everybody's seeing, you know. From a bandwidth perspective, if I'm working from home, I need to be able to have Zoom. Like at what level, do you, do you know what level like we should be looking at? Yeah, I think if you had like 50 megs, you, you would be fine. You know, one of the things that's really funny about internet service providers is the same speed that you would get in a business environment typically costs more than what you would get on a residential plan for the same speed internet. So it's actually not going to be like crazy expensive for you to upgrade your internet plan to make sure that you have the proper speed to do your job. So if you have 50 megs, you should be fine. And, you know, I wouldn't say necessarily just jump to spending more money, especially in times like this, right? Test it out, do your job. If you're having some challenges, you know, reach out to your internet provider, see what they can do. Reach out to your leadership, see if they can help you, you know, what that cost is going to be to make sure that you can do your job. So most companies right now are you they're already providing a laptop, right? So you've already got that covered. You, there's not really that many additional costs that you'd have to incur other than maybe just an upgrade in the internet. What about communications from a phone perspective? Yeah, so, you know, just to kind of go back to the laptop, you know, as long as you have a good, you know, laptop that's dual core or you know, at least five gigs of RAM, that should be sufficient to do your job, you know, and then from a productivity standpoint, you know, you might want to, you know, if you're using a VoIP phone solution, you want to make sure that you're able to get a, you know, application on your laptop or on your mobile device, depending on how you're going to make your business calls. And then one thing that's huge too, you know, things that you just don't think about is you want to make sure you have a noise canceling headset as well, right? Because kids are home, right? So if you're trying to do your job, you know, you got the toddlers in the background or the, the dog barking, it's going to make it really hard to get things done. That is so very true. All right, you're listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. I'm Rick Gerard. And for our podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick educational moment from our sponsors. Check out what we do at stridesearch.com. There you'll find additional content and resources and information on how you can book me for your next meeting or conference. Like there's no conferences going on right now. Virtual, virtual conference. Yeah, virtual conference. Sounds great. Yeah. Our, our guest today is Colin Mitchell. He is the head of growth for Monster VoIP. All right. And we're talking about how to bring your employees and set them up to get them to work from home. Let's talk about the tools that are needed. <laughs> so we first started with your internet connection, right? Make sure you got a stable internet connection. Reach out to your ISP if you need to upgrade. And then making sure you have a good laptop, you know, that's going to be able to handle your job. And then your communication, you know, VoIP phone on your mobile app or on your computer. And VoIP phones are great because you can plug them into your home. You can just take them from your office and plug them in, right? 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you'd probably need some configuration, whatever your IT department is doing in order for you to be able to do that? Yeah, you could reach out to your IT provider or you know whoever your phone provider is to help you get that set up. So let's talk about the two main issues that I know most of the entrepreneurs are thinking about right now or hiring managers are thinking about. One, you let people work from home, you have productivity concerns, right? Absolutely. Secondarily would be security. What about my data integrity? So let's tackle those. Let's start with productivity. Productivity is interesting, right? Because, you know, people that work from home like to talk about, you know, working in their PJs, throwing in a load of laundry, getting their dinner ready for the day, right? Those are some of the perks of working from home. So how do you make sure that your employees are actually doing their job, right? Which, you know, was a concern for us early on, you know, we found that there's tools out there that really help you with this. So there's, it's, it's essentially a tracking software and it tracks the sites and links that they visit. And maybe that's, you know, a little big brother-ish, but, you know, we're paying people to do a job and we want to make sure that they're doing it. So in addition to tracking those links, it also takes a screenshot of their computer every five minutes. So you can see what they're working on. And in addition to that, they can also clock in with that tool. So once they start their job, they clock in. And then once they stop, they clock out there. That's perfect. And then you can at least have the monitoring of, of what's happening. Hey, look at it. It's a work computer, right? So you should be able to see what's going on on your work computer. What tracking software do you guys use? So we use a software called Hubstaff. And we found it to be really helpful because we get some good reporting as well. It actually gauges the employee's productivity. So you can see if they're working at, you know, 80% or 30%, and maybe you need to review those screenshots or have a conversation with that employee about, you know, what they're doing while they're on the clock. And there's a bunch of these tools, by the way, right? I think when you and I were talking, we looked up and we, I found at least 10, right? There's ClickTime and Time Clock and... Yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of them. If you just, you know, go to Google and search, you know, t- you know time tracking or employee productivity tracking software, you'll find a bunch of options. Most of these are not that expensive. And, you know, it's a really super lightweight application that they would download and they should have no problem with, you know, you loading that on their work computer. So what about collaboration software? Because I think that's a big piece of being successful in a remote environment. You need to be collaborative and you have to be able to do it via video. Absolutely. So, you know, solutions like Zoom and Slack and Skype are super helpful. You know, some of these tools are free. They cost, you know, absolutely nothing. Not for businesses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Slack still has a free, you know, free version that you can use. You know, I think it kind of depends on how many te- people you start getting on there. But, and a lot of companies, like I said, they're offering discounts. They're extending their trials. You know, I'm starting to, you know, see my inbox, you know, flooded with these type of things. So it's good that you know companies like this, especially with tools that they know people are going to be using, are doing their part to really make it easy to promote this, you know, remote worker environment. Most definitely. And you know what I find, look at, there's going to be companies that are still hiring and the landscape has changed on the hiring front as well. I use Zoom and and a lot of my clients use it. We've shifted to almost a entire model now of phone screen and then video Zoom interview. And that's going to, that's going to be the new norm. Guys, you're going to have to, especially if you want to hire, you're going to have to do it via Zoom. How secure is Zoom? We have a question. Yeah, I'm not an expert on Zoom, so that'd be a good question for them. And unfortunately, they're not one of the sponsors, so. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, you know, there's probably, 
I, I would imagine the free version is probably not that secure, but maybe the paid version is. That's a good question. Maybe we'll have somebody on next week that'll talk about how secure Zoom is. So let's talk about the security piece. Again, so we've, we've, got, we've got the tracking software, we've got the collaboration tools in place. Now, what do we need? Yeah, I think, you know, from a security standpoint, the biggest concern is these people are now working from their home network, which is, you know, most cases not as secure as their business network, right? That's properly set up and managed by a professional. And, you know, times like this, unfortunately, there's, you know, cyber criminals out there, they're going to be doubling down their efforts and trying to take advantage of this situation if we don't have enough things to already be worried about, right? So you need to set security protocols for home internet, right? Yeah, I mean, so like at the basic level, like at least at the laptop, let's make sure that, you know, let's make sure that everybody's antivirus is installed, up-to-date, current, and working. And then, you know, things like if they need to access the business network, you know, having a secure VPN setup is going to be extremely important. And there's even new technology now where you can actually have a cloud-based active directory. And that's what we use. And we've been using that for our team for a long time. What does that mean? Yeah, sure. So for people that don't know what an active directory is, it really helps have more control of the, of the PC, right? So we can limit what people can do. You know, we can limit what type of sites that they can visit. You can limit, you know, that they, so that they don't have administer, uh, administrator access. So they can't download links or malicious links or download any software on the computer without approval. And I think that's something that's extremely important so that, you know, people are not taking advantage in this very vulnerable time. Keep them off the porn, right? Yeah, yeah. So adult <laughs> sites are definitely a, a good one to block. You know, it, we used to block social media sites, but since those are, you know, a way of doing business now, we don't block those as much. But, you know, people are going to get emails where it looks like they need to reset their password for something that they're familiar with. And, you know, phishing attacks are probably going to be really ramped up at this time. Oh, yeah, totally. So yeah, if it's not somebody that you know, that's a, I mean, like double check it before you even click those links. That's just a given. You know what? I, I think you're bringing up a really good point is that especially during this time, we really need to be hyper aware, hyper focused of the emails that we do get and what we click on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anything else from the security perspective? Yeah. So the Active Directory software that we use, you know, I think, I don't know that there's a bunch of them out there. This is kind of a big deal and new technology. We use JumpCloud and they offer a free version, I think, for up to 10 PCs. So, you know, the big thing is a lot of these tools that you need are not that expensive. You know, they're easy to get set up and deploy. Well, look, if you're a small company or like 10 person company, like that's free take advantage of that. Whatever you do, and I've talked to a lot of IT security people that are like, look at whatever you do, don't let people run off of their own backbones. You need to have your own data protection in place. I mean, you really definitely do. Right. Yeah. Also like not, you know, not saving, you know, sensitive files on your regular local desktop, you know, who, you know, who knows the world we live in, you know, if your laptop gets stolen or, Whatever the case is, who knows what we have ahead of us, right? People do crazy things in desperate times, right? So, you know, so saving files in, you know, secure, you know, OneDrive, Google Drive, Office 365, you know, anything that has, you know, sensitive information, being extra careful. Perfect. And then just as an add-on, I think it's important that like people get in the right mindset every day before they, they start working, right? Because, you know, number one, stop watching the news going to be stuck on coronavirus stuff all day long. But okay, how do you how do you, how are you promoting like well-being? 
Yeah, I mean, definitely stock up on toilet paper, number one. <laughs> too, too late for that, man. That ship has sailed. <laughs> uh, it's so funny because, I mean, if, if things got that, that bad, would that really be your biggest concern? I have friends that uh, went to Home Depot and bought like bidets that they just hooked up to their toilets. Yeah, I saw somebody that did that too. And I thought that was so clever, you know. So anyway, yeah, I mean trying to stay sane in a time like this is going to be difficult, right? Because we have all this stuff that's really loud in our face saying that we need to panic. So there's simple things that you can do. These are things that I practice myself and just really and anything that you're currently doing, just really ramp up on that and stay committed, you know, to doing whatever it is you do to keep you sane. If it's yoga, if it's meditation, if it's going for a walk around the block, whatever it is. But it's also, you know, we're cooped up in our homes. People are, you know, have kids at home. They're not able to get out as much. So these things are going to be even more important. Yeah. Especially if you're collaborating too, I think it's important that you get dressed up like you would be going to work. Don't, don't stay in your jam. I mean, you can have pajamas from the bottom down. I mean, I'm wearing my pajamas right now. You can't see, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but why not, why not dress the same way and like, just keep things normal. Yeah, I think that's a super valid point, you know. Get up, get dressed, take a shower, brush your teeth, make your bed, you know, do these simple things that you would do just like as if you were going into the office. But, you know, also have a plan, right? Have a schedule. You know, if you're going to take short breaks, you know, have that mapped out in your day, you know, so that it's not as easy for you to get distracted with throwing a load of laundry in or, you know, preparing your dinner or things like that. Making lunch and then watching Oprah and then you're done, right? Actually, Oprah's not anywhere. I guess it's Dr. Phil now, right? I don't know. I don't watch any of this stuff. <laughs> or getting stuck on your social media feed, right? And like, oh my gosh, hours passed. Gotten no work done. <laughs> you know, so for me, like taking short walks, standing up, you know, you can make a makeshift, you know, standing desk at home with whatever you have. And taking short breaks, walk around the block, things like that. Or grab your standing desk from the office and bring it home with you if, the, if your boss will let you do it, right? Yeah, absolutely. We're just about getting close on time, Colin. What would be like two or three key takeaways you can give the audience so they can plug into their business today? Absolutely. I think that the big you know, key is to really you know, focus on productivity and security, right? Making sure that your teams are set up for success and focusing on those two things. And the big thing to know is that these things are super easy to implement and they're not that expensive and some of them are even free. And which would lead me to the next question. And they could probably reach out to you or we can have a link here where, you know, you can help put something together and, and share that with them. Yeah, I'm more than willing to help. You know, anything that I can do to help people during these times, I'm more than happy to. People can DM me, call me, text me. You know, you can take my number. It's 424-367-1880 call, text. I'm more than happy to answer any questions. You know, we've been running a remote team for many years and with a lot of success. What's the best way in which members of the audience can find you and, you know, via online? Yeah, they can find me on LinkedIn or they can also email me as well. Colin, C-O-L-L-I-N at monstervoip.com. And we'll have all those in the show notes. Man, thanks so much, Colin, for your time investment today. And I want to welcome you to the Higher Power Radio community. I also want to thank our listening audience for tuning into this week's episode of Higher Power. A quick thanks to our sponsor, Vidori, and to our team, our engineer, Christopher Decker, our producers, Andrea Ballin, Ayla Gerard. If you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe, review, and share. We are listening. We love your feedback, and we're just trying to make the show better for you. 
You can also join the Higher Power Radio community at Higher. That's H-I-R-E, Power, P-O-W-E-R, Radio, R-A-D-I-O.com. Or you can send me an email at rick at stridesearch.com. Tune in next week. Our guest is going to be Chris Wood. He's the Director of Recruiting for Rise Recruitment and the Managing Director of the Recruitment Collective. I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and you've been listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. Aloha. Thank you for listening to Higher Power Radio. Catch our LinkedIn Live show every Tuesday at noon or download the podcast on iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, or your favorite podcast platform. We appreciate you joining us on Higher Power Radio with your guide to recruitment success. Rick Gerard.